look at um, our outline this morning in the bulletin. Christmas is a celebration. It's the birthday of Jesus. Amen? Did anybody wish him happy birthday this morning? Or in the morning you're going to at least? Or early happy birthday? Hopefully you're going to do that. You're going to wish him happy birthday. Uh, we're not having a Christmas Eve service because Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. And we did two services today. But uh, I want you to enjoy your family. I, uh, I experienced this great with five of my grandchildren last week. We did Christmas cookies. It was a blast. And they love sprinkles. They love icing. And then they love grabbing each other's cookies. And so, but it was a lot of fun. And I'm sure that uh, they were juiced up. And my wife was like, you are letting them eat way too much. I said, they're at Happy's house. And when they're at Happy's house, they get to be blessed. So we sent them home full of sugar and spice and all that good stuff. But I know it was just a great time. But they're coming over. My, my little four-year-old granddaughter yesterday, she's like, Happy, we're coming to your house tomorrow. I said, you are? To open presents. I said, you are? Yes. And we have you a present. Oh, I'm so excited. And she just got all laughy and giggly and... But anyway, it's just a great time to watch what children see in Christmas. Amen? And then we think about Jesus coming to the earth. What an amazing miracle. That's why to me it is a Merry Christmas every Christmas because of what God did for us, and he loves us so much. So turn to your neighbor and say, don't be a Scrooge. Go ahead and buy my lunch. Go ahead and tell them that. All right. Let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. It says, Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about Jesus. It's about loving Jesus. It's about knowing who Christ is. And I think that sometimes we associate Christmas with gifts and giving, and we associate Christmas with Christmas trees and lights, and I love all that stuff. Um, we don't have snow here in Indiana anymore, which is a great thing, um, and we have like 55-degree weather on Christmas Eve, which is awesome. I used to love snow, and I used to love all that. I would like to have it for Christmas, but I'm okay without it anymore. I'm, I'm good without that. Or Christmas cookies or gifts or family coming over or our Christmas songs. Somebody stopped me in the lobby and they go, I hope we're going to sing some Christmas songs today. I said, 99.7 FM, 98.7 FM. You can listen to them all month long and uh, enjoy that. But sometimes Christmas can be prioritized by the wrong things. Amen? Like trying to find a parking spot at the mall. Or uh, getting upset with somebody because they took your parking spot. Or too much travel. 
Some people have traveled a long way, and by the time they get there for Christmas, they're pretty grumpy. Or uh, high electric bills because you've got all these lights going on. I love that little uh, video of, uh, on TV, the commercial, where the guy's house is all lit up and all kinds of stuff, and you look at his neighbor and it points and it says, ditto. That, that is so good. I love that. Ditto. I like that. Or family dynamics, everybody getting together, it can intensify. Because there's some family members, they're Scrooges during Christmas or Eeyores. Um, or it could be the financial drain. You're dreading what's coming in January because of all that you've spent. Or it's the guilt and shame that you got to buy or you didn't receive what you wanted. Um, or the excess consumerism. You know, most holidays are like one or two days. But here in America, we tend to celebrate Christmas the whole month of December, and we've added November, and we've added some of October now. It's amazing. Um, it's holiday party stress. Uh, for some people, Christmas is fruitcakes. I don't really care for fruitcakes. Um, uh, for other people, Christmas is regifting. Do we have any honest people and you've regifted at Christmas? Um, for some people, Christmas is all about tradition, and they've forgotten about the true meaning of Christmas because it's about the traditional things or the religious things instead of who Christ is. So we have to be careful what we prioritize at Christmas. It really is God making a way for you and I to come back to him. Because of what Adam and Eve did in the garden, and the sin that took place, Jesus came forth out of a virgin to be born, to live in the likeness of men, and then to go to the cross and die for our sins. That's what Christmas is really all about. It's Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's about Jesus. That should be all that we really celebrate. Amen? And to be able to have family and friends around, which is awesome, and enjoy them, whether they brought you a gift or they didn't. Amen? Sometimes we just make the gifts bigger than they should be. It's really just having that person in your life. So if you're sitting next to a family member, just grab their hand right now and say, it really is about you. Tell them that. You just shock somebody in your family. So look at your outline this morning and look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. I remember growing up and we waited till about a week before Christmas before we got a Christmas tree. And we always had a real tree. And then one year somebody donated to us the little artificial silver trees. Anybody remember those? Now I thought that was the coolest tree. And, and we would decorate that. But my brother and I, we love just sliding under the tree, the real tree, and just looking up in the lights and smelling that fresh pine. There was just something about that. It just brought about memories and just a great time to be together with the family. And we would beg our dad, Dad, please let us open up a present. No, you're waiting till Christmas. And then the night before he was a softie, he would give in. And he goes, let's just do Christmas now. We're like, yes! Because what he's really thinking is I can sleep in. 
And so we would open up, and at Christmas at our house was a, a free-for-all. I mean, it was just like, open them up, everybody at the same time. And you've heard me talk about when I met, I married into the Adams family, and it was one gift at a time. And it went for five to six hours. And, and you, just, you just sat there, and you're like, oh, yay. Oh, yay. Can we have a break? Can we have some cookies or coffee? No, no, everybody's got to open their gifts. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> so now at our house, it's one gift at a time. We wait. Everybody does. And I like that. It's, it's all good now. My wife has trained me good. As a matter of fact, she was like, somebody mentioned to me, what did your wife get you for Christmas? And I'm like, I told her, she is my Christmas gift. She's the only thing I need. And, and that's the truth. That's the truth. Just having her in my life, what a blessing. I don't like her whip at times. But I do like everything else that is. But she is the glue that keeps everything together. She was just working away, fixing food for today. And let's look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that, guys? You are engaged to somebody, and you find out she is with child? Oh, my goodness. You would understand why Joseph reacted the way he did. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he was considering these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from all their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and called his name Jesus. So, Lord, we just pray today. You open up our hearts and minds. Help us to go back and to understand true celebration is you, Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about celebrating your love for us, how much you care about us. Help us, God, today to take your word, digest it, and produce fruit out of it. And, Lord, I pray for family members and friends and those who are watching by live stream. If they're struggling today because they've lost somebody this year or it's been a hard year or they're struggling in their health, would you just be with them, encourage them, wrap your arms around them, and let them know that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And we ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God has a purpose and a plan for each of us. Amen? Let me say that again. God has a purpose and a plan for you no matter how young you are or how old you are. And what I love about God is he's the redeemer. And what the enemy comes along and tries to steal from us, God can redeem that time back. Amen? Aren't you so grateful for that? That God can just reach down and say, hey, I can change what he's tried to rob from you. I can turn it around. He's so faithful in doing that. That's what I love about God. He wants you to fulfill his purpose. Christmas reminds us of the greatest gift ever given, and that is Jesus. 
It's his birthday. It's a party for him, an event that changed the world forever. When we say Merry Christmas, it really is a Merry Christmas because Jesus came forth, and there's nothing greater. What a miracle. The incarnation that took place, that took place in our lives, when we look at that, the first point today is this. Celebrate that God loves you. Celebrate that God loves you. He loves you. It must never grow old or become a dread to share about his love for us. Amen? He loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, not just whosoever believes in him. You're part of the whosoever. I'm part of the whosoever. If we believe in him, that is so cool. Shall have eternal life. 1 Timothy 3.16 says, Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He has manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed by nations, believed on in the world, take up in glory. The incarnation, that's what we have to look at. We have to look at the incarnation of Christ and what he has done for us. He is such, so loving and caring. Let's look at incarnation there on your outline. God took, what did he do? He took human form in the body of Christ. He took human form. Jesus Christ was fully, both fully human and God at the same time. He took on the likeness of man. The purpose was to reveal God to humanity, to redeem humanity from sin. That's what he wants, and provide an example for us to live. That's why Jesus came, to undo what the enemy had tripped up Adam and Eve into sin, giving you and I away. That's why Christmas is so important, to celebrate his birth and to realize that he went on to live a life and to die for us. You know, people are like, well, I know all that, Owen, but that is a story that should never grow old, amen? Let me say that again. The birth of Christ, celebrating his birth, should never grow old. It's not too simplistic. It's why we're here today. It's why we're alive. Jesus came to give us a second chance. And I'm, a, I'm so glad he's a God of second chances. Amen? Second chances, third chances, 50 chances. I'm so. Christ, the invisible God, became visible. 1 Timothy 3.16 says, Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. In Luke 2.13, it talks about, And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, and among those with him he was pleased. Remember, I remember growing up and watching the Charlie Brown Christmas. Anybody ever watch that? And Charlie Brown is searching out the meaning of Christmas. He's trying to figure out what it's really all about. And Linus comes along and goes, Charlie Brown, I'll tell you what Christmas is all about. And Linus gives the whole story of the birth of Christ. And he lays it out there for him. And it's done so well. And I'm thinking, man, God, we need to be able to have in our lives, Linuses that are willing to share the good news with those around us. Amen? And you and I are to be those Linuses because people are wondering at this time in this season, how do we do? 
How do we handle the loss of somebody? How do we handle the pain or the pressure that's put on people? You think about 2024, what's that going to hold? I don't know, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it because God's in charge. I'm excited about it because God is going to direct my steps. I'm excited about it because God never fails. I'm excited about it because God has a purpose and a plan, and there are people we're to reach and to love on and to make a difference with. God wants you to be ready to give an account of who he is. Amen? Amen. Look at the second point there. Christmas is a time. Christmas is a time to realize that God is with you. It's a time to realize that God is with you. <clears throat> I have found in my life that the biggest source of most of my struggles is me. Most of my struggles are not because of my parents. They're not because of my family. It's not the devil. It's me. It's me. Can anybody relate to that? A lot of times I have struggles because of the way I respond to others. You ever been around that quick-witted, sharp-tongued person that just shoots things off and then all of a sudden, Most of my struggles are also because I don't like admitting my failures. I don't like to become vulnerable and admit my failures or my shortcomings. It's my bad thoughts. It's my bad habits. It's emotions that I express that I don't like, but I still express them. It's my insecurities and fears. It's times when I want to rise up and do and say things that I shouldn't do. It's regrets that I have, resentments that I hang on to. It's my bias in my decisions that I'm making because I'm looking out for me instead of others. We battle this daily, amen? So I just know that we all need a total heart makeover. We need a heart makeover, and that's what Christmas is all about. Jesus coming to give us a second chance, a second chance Salvation is the start to reversing the course. To fill my heart with a silent holy night and not be so focused on filling my stockings for me. I asked my wife this year, I said, are we having stockings? And she's like, no. I'm like, I am so bummed. I am so bummed. I said, them grandbabies are going to want stockings. Those kids are going to want stockings. She goes, it's just been too busy. The real, the real truth is Owen wanted a stocking. So I'm just going to fill my own stocking. I'm going to hang it up there. She's like, go for it. So, so I, I called my daughters, and I'm like, mom's really busy, and She's not going to do stockings this year. How do you girls feel about that? We're good with that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you women stick together. That's just right, terrible. Look at the second point here. Christmas, I said that Christmas is a time to re realize that God is with you. Psalm 139.7, where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? We can't. God's always with us. 
He's always with us. Matthew 1.23, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Hebrews 13.5, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Oh, and you don't need stockings. Come on. For it, he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Amen? You got to put those things into practice. But it's how little things like that can trip us up. I'm just being transparent. You know, we can get caught up in some of these silly things. I really enjoy Luke 2.10. And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of that. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Oh my gosh, if a host of angels were excited about announce, announcing that Jesus has come, why cannot we get excited about what he has done for us? Some of you, when I look around here this morning, some of you should be in prison. Many of you should be dead already. Some of you are blessed more than you ever deserve. I want to just make sure I make eye contact and you all understand that. You get what I'm saying. You, you get it. And I get it. I shouldn't even be here today. I should be in prison or something or dead. Thank God for his mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Merry Christmas. It is a wonderful life. Merry Christmas, everybody. We need to get that. And you know what? You have a part in that. And just like a wonderful life, God wants to use you to affect people around you. Amen? Your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors... They wouldn't be who they were if God hadn't placed you there too. Amen? And realize that. So if you're here this morning, you're saying, man, I'm really struggling. I don't feel like I have a purpose. I don't. Yes, you do. If it's just for that one, you have a purpose. To reach and touch that one. Now, I'm a giver. I love to give. And that's part of my love language, but I love to give. So... The guys are coming to get the garbage here at the church, and I'm stopped. I back up. I pull out some cash, and I'm like, hey, guys, come here. Yeah? What is it, man? Two rough-looking guys. I said, man, I just want to buy your lunch today. Merry Christmas. They're like, hey, dude, thanks. <laughs> and, and my mailman, I make sure that I, my mail carrier, they, I make sure the church mail carrier gets something. Because I was one of those paper boys. I get that. And I bless them. And, and I just, I love doing that. That's who I am. I love blessing people. 
And there's no greater joy in my life than to give. And that's not patting me on the back. That's just who I am. A guy came to me. He said, hey, man, I don't have one of these. I said, you know what? I have two of those. You can have it. Really? Yeah. That's just who I am. I love doing that. I'm with some guys the other day, and I'm like, hey, I just want to buy your lunch. Or I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to do this. And It's just being a lover of Jesus and giving to others. I just think when the disciples hung around with Jesus, there was so much joy with him. He was fun to be around. He was fun to hang with. He was fun to talk to. And yes, there were serious moments and there were times where he went through a lot. But I'm just telling you, there's joy in serving Jesus. Christmas is a celebration of the joy of the Lord and what he's done for us. So don't let this season rob you of your joy. Amen? That's just a word for somebody. Look at point number three. Christmas is a time to realize our fears, to reveal our fears. <coughs> Where's that at? Release our fears. I'm sorry. My notes got taken. They're not up here. These are all blank. <laughs> oh, you didn't take them this time? <laughs> Christmas is a time to release our fears. I'm sorry. You look at Mary. Mary had to release her fears. I can't imagine being 12 or 13 years old and told that I'm going to bring forth the Son of God. A virgin. How can this be, she tells the angel. The Holy Spirit will bring this about in you. And I love Mary's response, let it be. As you say, so shall it be. There could have been fear. She probably wasn't even thinking about what Joseph was going to think. And then we can look at Joseph there. Matthew 1.20, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Thank God for angels. What's that say, ladies? Sometimes it takes an angel to get a man straight. And he's got to be asleep in order for all this to happen. But he sucked it up and he said, okay. And he didn't know her. Because he was planning on leaving her, divorcing her. And then the shepherds, I love the shepherds. Because these were nobodies out there just doing their job. I have a friend that's been to Israel like 25 times. And every time he goes, he says, Owen, I stop the shepherds. I stop the tour bus. I get off. I run out to the shepherds. Whatever I see them with their sheep, and I ask them every time, how many sheep can you shepherd? And they tell me anywhere from 80 to 130. That's all they ever say. And he says, why can't you shepherd more? Because if there's any more, they can no longer identify the sound of my voice if I have too many. These shepherds knew their sheep. And here they are. Luke 2, 10 11, and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior is born. I love that. 
And those guys were like, we got to go check this out. We've got to go check this out. And then the last point. Christmas is a time to renew our faith. It's a time to renew our faith. I don't care how bad you've messed up this year. I don't care how many mistakes you've made. I don't care how many times you've failed God. You can renew and start afresh and anew today. Because there's not one of us here who hasn't heard this simple story and realizes that we need God's grace every day. Amen? We need God's grace every day. It's a time to renew our faith. God wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to be full of the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the meekness, the gentleness, the self-control. He wants to enjoy that and produce that fruit in others around you. Ezekiel, I mean Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, Surely there is not a righteous man on the earth who does, who does good and never sins. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 1 John 1, 8 through 10 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. People are like, well, I've heard this so much before. You know what? You can never hear this enough. Because it's that word and understanding we are sinners, and we need a Savior, and God made a way through Christ to do that. That's why we proclaim Jesus. That simple message should never be hard to hear. Amen? He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. The most important thing is that we, through Christ, get saved from our sins, yet some need to be saved from past memories. Amen? Some need to be saved from worry and anxiety. Some need to be saved from wounds and past rejection. Some need to be saved from anger. Others need to be saved from bad habits or addictions. And many just need to be saved from themselves. Those are battles that go on year-round, daily, that we struggle with. Salvation brings freedom, purpose, and life. You know what? You can have that today. You can have that today. I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads. Salvation can bring freedom, purpose, and life. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, Owen, I haven't, I haven't been in church in a long time or I really haven't given myself to Christ like I should. I've struggled. I feel so far from him. Or maybe you're saying, I've never really committed my life to Christ. With, just with heads bowed, nobody looking around. If you're watching by live stream, this is your opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. To say, you know what? I want to celebrate the Son of God. With nobody looking around, I'm just going to say a prayer this morning. I'm going to invite you to say this out loud with me. Whether you know the Lord or you don't, I'm going to ask you to rededicate yourself to God. To say, Lord, I want to start this upcoming year off on the right track. Jesus, I want to renew my faith in you. So would you just pray this prayer with me, everybody? Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. You're the Son of God.
You lived the perfect life. You went to the cross for my sins. You died, and then you rose from the grave so that I could have forgiveness. The Bible says to believe and receive. I believe in you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Thank you. Give me a hunger for your word to fellowship with believers and to be an overcomer. In Jesus' name. <laughs>